believe they're just two little small words, but they carry a great weight. They, they um, will lead you into manifestation if you get to the point where you only believe. And I said, Lord, I understand it more and more now what you mean by only believe. Don't, 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 don't take the thought and say it. And don't be moved by what you see. And you heard me say that how many years we've been together now, 19 years. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you hear. Only be moved by the word of God. And we, we've said it for years. But it hit me as I was studying this. The Lord says, Dora, only believe. And I tell you, I've been saying it for this about the second month now. I've been going on with this. And situations come up, and I have to tell myself, no, only believe. Only believe. Only believe. I don't care how many times I have to say it. If I have to keep saying it over and over again, I'm going to keep saying it until I get the end result. I have to only believe the word of God. Not believe the symptoms, not believe my checkbook, not believe the reports that's coming up, but only believe the word of God. And I said, Lord, I, I, I want to be, be to the point where it's just <clears throat> only believe. Yes. I don't care what happens, whatever they say, that I'm just going to believe the word of God. And I'm going to get all that the Lord has for me. Only believe. We must believe in the finished work of the cross. Yes. Believe that what Jesus did was enough. He paid the price. He did it all. He brought our healing. He brought our deliverance. He, he, he brought our prosperity, our soundness of mind. Jesus did it all. When he said it's finished on the cross, that's just what he meant. It was finished. Everything that we need, everything that we, we will ever need in this life has already been prepared for us right. before the foundation of the earth. I said that last time we were together. But, you know, it's just thinking about when the Lord did the creation. Why did he not make Adam on the first day? If he created Adam on the first day, what would have happened to Adam? He would have drowned. There was no land. It was just all water everywhere. That's why he didn't put Adam on the first day. He, he, the Lord is so good in all that, he's, that he does. He prepared the earth. He prepared everything that Adam needed before he formed Adam out of the, the dust of the earth. Same thing for us. He said, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's already provided it for us. Before the foundation of the earth, the Lord provided the answers that we need to questions that we have today. He already provided the answer. It's already done. It's already done. Before the foundation of the earth, he knew today that I was going to need whatever it is I'm going to need for the rest of this day. He already provided ahead of time. Just like our healing, it was already provided before the foundation of the earth. And Jesus came along and ratified that, said, now, okay, now it's really done. I'm, I'm going to make sure that now your healing is manifested in your life because of what I've done on the cross. It's yes. already yes. done. Yes. But we have to get to the place where we only believe. Yes. And when I tell you only believe in the midst of, the, of pain in your body, I'm not saying it's very easy to do. But if you will only believe, you'll get the manifest, right. manifested desire. You'll get the end result. And as I was studying this on late last night, early this morning, all during the week, and as Lord was talking to me, I kept thinking about Sister Pat and all that she went through when she had the situation going on with her body. And, and as she was in the hospital, you quoted seven times. Seven times she died on that table. 
But, and, and I say, you know, you can't kill a person who's full of the word of God. And that's all Sister Pat kept saying was the word of God. She was declaring the word of God. The doctor's looking at her like she'd lost her mind. She said, I don't care. Y'all can look at me any way you want. But she coded seven times and seven times the Lord brought her back. Why? Because she only believed. She didn't listen to the lies of the devil. She didn't listen to the report, even though she saw what was happening to her body and kept dying and coming back. Kept, but she stood on the word of God and it had to be manifested in her life. I said, you can't kill a person that knows the word and will stand in the word. You can't kill them. I don't care what you try to do. Can't do it. And I, and I just started grinning. I just started smiling as I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm meditating on the word and I started taking notes. And when you came across my mind, I said, that's it. Yes. I only believe you got to get to that place. But in the midst of the trouble, yes, in Lord. the midst of lack, when you, you, you're needing thousands and thousands of dollars and you don't have it any nowhere in sight to find it, that you only believe the word of God that yes. says, Lord, you are my provider. Yes. In the midst of them saying, look, I'm taking everything you have, including your kids. I'm taking it all. You have to be to the point where you say, I believe God. That's right. I believe his word. That's where he wants us to be. Yes. Because when we seek him, when we stand on his word, when we believe his word, manifestation will show up. Yes. It's the thing that when unbelief rears his ugly head and we begin to meditate on the things that we see, we begin to meditate on the pain in our body, we begin to meditate on our empty bank accounts, we begin to meditate on the, well, there's no more jobs in here and you're not getting it. No. I believe. Yeah. Only believe. Only believe. That's where the Lord wants to get us to that point. And I tell you, the more I study this, the more I meditate on the word, the more I hear from God. And he just says it ever so softly. Only believe. He says, Dora, only believe. And he gave it to me for a reason. Yes. And I tell you, situations have come up since the Lord gave me only belief. Where I had to, I mean, almost screaming out loud, Lord, only believe. I only believe. I only believe. Yes. In the situation until I got the manifestation. Yes. I said, Lord, I see why you gave it to me. And I'm thankful yes. that you gave me your word to pull me through when right. situations come up. And I don't know how to do it. His word just comes. Only believe. Yes. Just ever so gentle. That's the way the Lord is. Yes, he doesn't scream is. and holler at us. If somebody is screaming and hollering in your ear, believe me, it is not the Lord. That's it right. is the devil. He wants to harass you and harass you and harass you when we have already, I mean, the answer has already been provided. Yes. It's already been given. It's already for us. Yes. Only believe. Hallelujah. Know that um, we have to believe that we are the righteousness of God and believe that because God loves us, he's going to make everything come out all right. Because of the love, and Minister Moki spoke that message to us, because, you know, because of the love, remember the love, stand on that love, the love of God. Know that God loves you, and because he loves you, he's never going to leave you, he's never going to forsake you. He will be with you always. If you just can remember that love, if you believe, believe the love of God. And God's love is unconditional. His love is not based on, on, on fleshy things. Now, you, you know, you can't make God mad and say, well, I'm not talking to her anymore. She was, you heard what she just said? We can't make God mad. You can't do anything bad enough to make God not love you. Do you understand that no matter what it is, God loves you unconditional. He doesn't place conditions on us. He said, I just love you. I, I can't, you know, he, he can't help himself. He just loves us. Yeah. And because he loves us, he gives us his grace. Yes. 
and his love and his mercy. Yes, Lord. And he's you, declared Lord. as righteous. Glory and he's God. given us faith. And he, yes. he, he, he just loves us yes. so, much. so much. And if we just take the time to develop that relationship yes. with the Father. Yes. You say, well, how do, I, how do I develop a relationship with the Father? Very simple. Just get quiet. Just come away from all the business and just sit quietly and say, Lord, I'm here. I'm in your presence. I'm entering in your gates with yes. thanksgiving. I'm coming into your courts with praise. Thank you, Lord. I love you. And I'm just going to sit right here in your presence. Yes. You don't have to say anything else. Just sit there. That's right. Sit there in his presence. You know, you may want to sing a little song. You know, something that gets your heart all stirred up with the Lord and, and just start reading your Bible and say, Lord, talk to me about that scripture. What about that scripture you want me to take out of here? I want to get into your presence. I want to practice the presence of the Lord all day, just being in his presence. Am I saying you have to be on your knees, you know, crying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus for 24-7? That's not what I'm saying. That's right. Throughout the day, you just talk to him. Throughout the day, Lord, what do you think about this? Yeah. Lord, I need your, 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 your wisdom on this. Yeah. Help me here, Lord Jesus. What should I wear? And I used to hear Sister Pat say that all the time. And then she gets up in the morning and says, okay, Lord, what are we wearing today? I mean, everything. Everything. I said, I, I, didn't, I didn't get that good yet. I mean, I just, you know, after I finish praying, I hop up and get up and I just snatch something on. But she takes the time and says, okay, Lord, what are we wearing today? That's good. That's, that's, that's serious. Taking some time out with the Lord. Let him dress you in the morning. Yeah. You know, he said, well, you put this on, put this on. And she said, Lord, you, you well, I don't want to no, know. Put what he said on. That's Why? Right. Because you're going to need it later on. He knows. God knows everything. If we take the time to get into his presence, take the time to spend some time with him, he will lead, he will guide, he will direct you in all truth. That's, right. That's, That's his right. word. And yes. any, any decision that you'll ever have to make, the Lord has already provided the answer for. Before the foundation of the earth. Any decision you have to make, the answer, he's already got the answer for you. But you just got to take that time to get into it. And God gives us grace, not because we earned it, not because we deserve it. The grace is a gift to God that he gives to us when we accept his son, Jesus, as our Lord and Savior. He gives us grace. And further on, as we get in our lesson, you'll find out he, he gave us faith just because we accepted Jesus as Savior. That we can obtain faith and mercy and grace and love. All these things happen to us when we accept the Lord as Savior. And they're just sitting there waiting for you. Just go ahead and get involved in them. They're there for you. God's grace is there for you. God's yes. mercy is there for you. Why? Because he loves you. Yes. And he's made a way out for you. If you slip and fall, if you make a misstep, whatever. He said, don't run away from me. Run to me. Why? Because I'm, I, I can't help but to forgive you. Yeah. See, you ask me, I can't help but to forgive you. And forget whatever it was. Yes. Why? Because of his grace, his mercy that we couldn't even earn. We can't, you can't live good enough to earn God's grace and mercy. I had to learn that. You know, I thought I was real good at two-shoes and I was the best. No, you can't earn his grace. But I'm so glad I have it. You have it too. Hallelujah, because of God's grace, he loves us. So go with me to um, 2 Peter 1 and 3. Oh, upside down. One more time. Okay. <laughs> Second Peter. Here we go. This always works. 
second Peter. I'm getting there. One and three. It's already up there. It says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertains unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. So here it's telling us God has already provided everything, anything and everything that we will ever need has already been provided for us. You know, when sickness attacks your body, healing has already been provided. Not when, not when you got sick, healing was already provided before you got sick. It was there waiting, okay? Sickness tried to attack, but healing was already there. Healing showed up first, even before sickness got there. The Lord already provided the healing for us. That's his grace, his mercy. He has provided everything that pertains to your life here on earth and godliness things when we get to heaven. If bondage is in your life, deliverance has already been made ready for you. If sickness is in your life, healing has already been made ready. Um, if you have lack in your life, provision has already been made ready. Say, well, Lord, I need some serious provision. It's already been made ready. So my job is to get you to the place, once we get through this lesson, that you'll understand I only believe and receive from God that all the provisions that I need is already done. That's right. It's already done. So we're going to get there. I tell you, this message, if you take it to heart, will change your life. It will definitely change your, change your life. It will change your relationship with the Lord. I mean, it'll draw you even closer and even deeper to him because of the love that he has for us, because of the grace that he's given us. And, and, and to find out that, yes, God wants the best for us. Yes. He wants us to have the best. Whatever it is, he wants even more, he says in his word, more than you can ask or think. Jesus did it all. It's already done already been made ready for us. Now, the question is, if everything has already been made ready for us, healing and deliverance, prosperity provisions, why are we as saints of God not seeing all the provisions that God has already made for us? There is something, that there is, uh, as my mother used to say, a dead cat on the line somewhere. She said, there is a dead cat on the line. And I'm telling you, the dead cat is unbelief. And we're going to kick that cat yes. to no, not one. Mm -hmm. When we realize and find out what it is, how it's been just, just um, robbing us, and we're not even realizing that we've been robbed of our faith, or that our faith has been held ransom, or that our faith is, 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 is being um, locked down, when we say, oh, I believe, I believe, I believe, I have faith. And quiet as it's kept, yes, you do. You do have faith. Yes. Why? Because we give it to us. So, so we need to know how we can walk in the full manifestation that the Lord has said for us, that he has provided for us. We want to be saints of God, not struggling, not frustrated, trying to find out why I can't get answers to my prayers. Why are my prayers not being answered? And I, I believe in God, but what seems to be the problem? We're going to get there. So um, there have been a lot of reasons you know th that I've heard over the years of like when you pray and you don't get answers to your prayers there's got to be a reason so I've heard I'm sure you have too um that when you have a problem all you need is just a little faith or maybe you need a little bit more faith maybe the faith that you had first wasn't enough so you need a little more faith so you know we, we go into this binge I gotta get faith I gotta get faith I gotta get more faith 
and that's not it. <clears throat> so you think you have to get more faith, and everywhere you sit and turn around, people say, girl, you just need a little bit more faith. Just hang in there, just need a little bit more faith. And you say, Lord, I need more faith. Give me more faith. Give me more faith. And then there was this, the scripture where, where, the, where the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. Yeah. Lord said, no, you don't need your faith increased. Right. I tell you. So you keep asking for something you don't need. You don't need more faith. So you have faith, so what's the problem? Can't seem to get things to work the way you want it to work. Why? This is what I want you to write down. Just because you have the faith of God doesn't mean it will automatically produce victory in your life. Just because you have the faith of God doesn't mean it will automatically produce victory in your life. Go at me. Did we do Second Peter one and one already? No. Okay, let's do Second Peter one and one. It says, Simon Peter, a servant of an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So here it's letting us know we have already obtained faith. Already. So faith is not the problem. We've already obtained faith through righteousness in God. So therefore, when they say, well, you just need a little more faith, how much more can I get when, I, when I've obtained it from God? How much more do you want me to get if God Almighty gave it to me? How much more do I need to get? Okay. So, when you were born again, you already obtained faith. Salvation through grace, grace and faith through righteousness. So, we've already obtained the faith that we need. So, when they come at you with, you just need a little bit more faith, that's not the answer. I've already obtained faith. God, God himself. Here. I have obtained faith. So, go with me to Romans 12 and 3. I'm just doing my introduction now. Just trying to get us to where we need to go. So next week we'll, we'll go a little deeper. We're going to get this straight now. Romans 12 and 3. It says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So what is it telling you? God's dealt the measure of faith that I need to get me through the enti my entire life. He's already dealt me that measure of faith. Even before the foundation of the earth, he already dealt the faith, that measure of faith that Dora's going to need to get through her entire life. He's given me my faith. He's dealt. He's dealt. You know how they deal, you know, with car players, they, they, they deal your hand. Yeah. So he's dealt me my measure of faith and your measure of faith. He's dealt all of us the measure of faith. That's right. Is that my time up already? Oh, my goodness. So he's, he's given us the faith. So that one, when they tell you that, well, you just need a little more faith. I have 10 minutes. Okay. Good night, Slam. Okay. Um, you know that that's not, that's not the answer. That you already have faith. God has already dealt to you the measure of faith. So whatever you're believing God for, just know I've already been given enough faith to get me through that. Yeah. No, no matter how impossible it seems, 
Here we find out in the word of God that God dealt me that measure of faith. He gave it to me already. So whatever impossibility you're faith, facing, God dealt me that measure. He's given me that measure of faith that I need already. It's already done. I don't have to beg him for it. I don't, you, why? He dealt me that faith. He dealt me faith. And scriptures say faith comes by hearing. So now that he dealt me that faith, and I hear more about I, I, I get another scripture, and I hear, well, he's done something else. My faith grows in that area to believe. Well, let me see. Well, if he did that, now he's done something else. So I've already obtained faith. He's already dealt me my faith. Now my faith is growing because I hear another word. I get another word. And I get another word. So I can only believe. Because we'll get there later. The Lord told man, said, look, only believe. Why do you think God would say only believe? Jesus would say, only believe. He would say, only believe. Because he knew that unbelief is out there. Doubt and unbelief is already out there lurking, trying to attack you. But he says, listen, don't let fear grip your heart. Don't let situations grip your heart. I just want you to only believe. Only, just only to believe my word. I tell you, when you get there, you're going to be hard to handle. You will be hard to handle. You go out looking for, you go out looking for demons, you know, to sling them in the head. I mean, because you know, you know the word of God. You go looking for trouble, you out of here. You know, you'll go to your friend, you'll be busting down doors and look, we're going to pray this thing through today. Why? Because God's word is true. And I only believe. I only believe the word of God. When we get to that point that I only believe, no matter what, I only, I only believe. I just believe God. Yes. I believe God. Yes. My father used to say all the time, I believe God. I believe God. I tell you. So we know that we've already been given, we've already been dealt the measure of faith. So faith is not the issue. So, I'm going to tell you again. Just because you understand that you have the faith of God doesn't mean it will automatically produce victory in your life. Because if you don't take that faith and use that faith, faith without works is what? So he's given us, the, he's given us all the faith we need. So now we're going to use the faith he's given us. Because you must realize the measure of faith that he's dealt to us is enough to get us through any situation. It's enough to get the job done. No matter what it is, God dealt me the measure of, the, he said, the measure of faith. So whatever is your measure of faith that you need for your life has already been dealt to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's already there. Already. Yes, thank you, Lord. I tell you, I'm, so, I'm excited. I am excited about what God is going to do in our life. You know, so because when unbelief comes in, it counterbalances or short circuits your faith and tries to hold it ransom so that you can't break forth and believe God for what he's saying because unbelief shows up knocks on your door unbelief I'm right here knocking he's right there knocking trying to get in when you say no I only believe I refuse to let unbelief in my life any longer I am only going to believe the word of God only only nothing else only believe. And when the Lord gives you a word like that, it's for a reason. That's right. It's for a reason. Yes, it is. But it's not, it's not a reason to make you scared, oh Lord, what's coming up? No. 
it's to let you know no matter what, you're coming out. Just believe me. If you can put that faith forth, you're coming out pure gold. Pure gold. No matter what the situation presents itself as. When the Lord says, only believe. Only believe. That lets you know he's working on a case. He's already working on a case. It's already done. But if we can get us to the point where we only believe, unbelief will have no hold in our life. It won't hold us ransom. It won't short circuit our prayer. It it, it won't have a foothold in the door when you realize, you say, you mean that's what's been my problem all along? I've been believing, I believe it, and I know I've been believing God, but this is what's been short circling me. This is what's been holding me back. But just know you've already been given the faith to get you through anything that you have. And my time is almost up, but let's go quickly to Matthew 17. We want to see what's going on with the disciples when the Lord had to talk to them. 17 and 14. It says, And when they were come to the multitude, they came to, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. Some, I ain't going to go there. And sore vexed from oft times, he, <laughs> he falleth into the fire and out into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. So here we have the disciples. And this man brings his son that's a lunatic. They call him a lunatic, and we'll go to another scripture to say the poor boy had a dumb spirit. I mean, they talk about this boy so bad, it's a shame. And it's a, it's a one that he came from, thank God for Jesus. But he, this fella, this little boy, you know, the, the, the devils that was in him would, would convulse him. And he'd go into, uh, what the father said, he'd flip himself in the fire, and he'd flip himself in the water, and just go into convulsion. So, you know, it's just like the devil when... Um, you come for prayer, yeah. you know, for, for, for healing or whatever, and you get prayed for, and you get worse. I mean, it's, you're supposed to be getting better, but you start feeling worse. You know, you know the head starts pounding, you start throwing up everything. I I just had a prayer done. What is all of this? Well, see, the, 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 that's the devil's job, to make yeah. it seem worse. Before, he, he likes to make his final stand yeah. because he knows he's got to go. Yeah. He's got to go. Absolutely. So he tries to make his final stand, and that's what happened with the disciples. They, the man brought his lunatic son to the disciples, and the devil in that boy just flipped out. Just flipped out. So, oh, yeah? You think you're casting me out? I mean, flipped out, and the disciples saw this boy going into convulsions. Yeah. Uh, go with me. Let's go, go to Mark. Let me give you another account. Mark 9 and 17. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And whatsoever he ta- taketh him, he teareth him, and foameth, and, get, and gnashes with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake unto thy disciples, and they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Here, the, here we go again. This, this little boy, I mean, flipping out. Just 
just having convulsions like nobody's business. And the disciples saw this. Immediately, what hit them? Unbelief. Fear hit his boy. I mean, just doing all kinds of things. I mean, he probably was having an epileptic fit. I mean, then they, you know, but whatever, all the, all the, the situations presented itself. I mean, in your life today, you, you know, you have a situation and all of a sudden it gets worse instead of getting better. And you know, you're praying about it. Lord, I need, Lord, I need to change in this. And it doesn't get better, it gets worse. That's the devil's job. If he can get you locked in on the pain, if he can get you locked in on the report of the doctor, if he can get you locked in on the bank account, if he can lock you in on your bills, if he can get locked you in on the word, what they say they're going to do, what all they're going to come, if he can get you locked into that, as opposed to being locked into the word of God, unbelief has a chance to show his his ugly head, because all you're doing is looking at the situation. Just like with Pastor Dolly, he said, he kept looking at the polyp, you know, and kept studying it, he studied it, he said, if they let him, he probably could have done the operation himself. He saw so many operations. He was so locked into the problem, he forgot to get locked into the answer. He just kept looking at the problem, seeing the problem, seeing the problem. And that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to get so locked into the problem. Well, I need this, I need that, I don't have this. They said that. Get you so locked into that, that you don't get locked into the answer that the Lord has for you. So my, my job in these few weeks that we have together is to get you to the point where we lock in on the answer and not get locked in on the problem so that we can get to the point where we say, I only believe.